98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing. Proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. Let's start and end with the Cardinals. It is cut day. We don't have the official list, but actually we do have the official list now. We know that Devon Kennard, Trace McSorley, Chandler Wooten are among many of the cuts as the Cardinals get down to 53-man roster. Andy Isabella will make the roster, but would prefer to be traded from what I am being told. For the full list, when uh, we, you can head on over to ArizonaSports.com. We will also go over it in just a few minutes. Star backer Isaiah Simmons is going to wear the green dot, making him the play caller on defense week one against the Kansas City Chiefs. Former Cardinal players cut today. Josh Rosen, nine mistakes made ahead of him. Chris Strebler and Tay Gowan, the cornerback that they traded last year. He was in the Zach Ertz trade. They were all released from their respective teams. The Diamondbacks have picked Picked up the team option on skipper Tori Lovello, meaning that he will return for the 2023 season. D-backs return to action tonight. Corbin Carroll is going to be in left field. Jake McCarthy, dh in. Dalton Varsho in right. And Alec Thomas in center as they take on the Phillies. It's also Mikhail Bridges' appreciation day for the D-backs since they lost the bet with the Suns player the last time the teams played. Don't miss the second of the game. Zach Allen getting the start at 640. It's going to be right here on 98.7 FM. He's got that scoreless inning streak. I think that will come to an end tonight against a good hitting Phillies lineup. That's right. He's buying up Brandon Webb. How many short How many short of Webby is he? I think yeah. it's a good, like, what, 15? Yeah, he's a long ways away. He's not going to get Webby. Let's see if he can <laughs> add an extra inning or two onto it. Uh, you know the cuts. We're going to go over them. Tight end Steven Anderson. Wide receiver Andrea Bacella. Wide receiver Victor Bolden Jr. Long snapper Aaron Brewer. Whoa, whoa. Stop, right, stop there. right there with the long snapper. All right, yeah, veteran so long snapper. That's a bit of a surprise. Now, like, not the big name, not a running back getting cut, not a bigger name than perhaps Devon Kennard, which broke yesterday. But Aaron Brewer getting released. Look, that tells you one or two, one of two things. One, somebody else on the roster they feel can do that—a backup offensive lineman. Uh, or, or, or they're going to have to bring somebody else in to do that. Somebody else is getting cut. Yeah. Offensive lineman Rashad Coward, quarterback uh, Jarrett Garantano, offensive lineman Danny Isadora, defensive lineman Matty Jones, linebacker Devon Kennard, wide receiver John Trey Kirkland, linebacker Jesse Lucetta, quarterback Trace McSorley, wide receiver Javonta Payton, tight end Bernard Sekovitz, I don't even know who he is, quarterback Jace Whitaker, safety James (laughs) Wiggins, I know both of those guys, defensive lineman Antoine Woods, linebacker Chandler Wooten. Let's talk about who did make the team. Andy Isabella made the team. He was told last night he was going to be on a 53-man roster. I'm reporting from my understanding he prefers to be traded. He was hoping to be traded. He wants to go somewhere where he can actually play. All five of the running backs make the roster. Kante Ingram included. That was a big debate. I know you know a lot of people thought that they could cut one of the running backs. I was reporting that Darrell Williams wasn't that that Darrell Williams was going to make it and that I was expecting him to have five you know, on the roster. They do not cut any of the running backs. They didn't want to take the chance that somebody would grab a Keontae Ingram, he looked good. So all five of those guys make it. Victor Dimukeji, the sixth-round pick out of Duke from last year. I think the writing was on the wall yesterday when Devon Kennard got cut that Victor Dimukeji was going to make the team. So they keep all, let's start with that, they keep all five running backs. 
I'm not now, surprised. You're not going to dress all five on game day, but they kept all five running backs. I'm not surprised. We talked about it all week. You don't, you don't, you don't make a habit of cutting good football players, and all five of those. Running backs are good football players, and they help you in a variety of ways. And Keontae Ingram, although a late-round draft pick, is still a draft pick who showed a lot of promise and a lot of ability in preseason. And Eno Benjamin's made great, unbelievable strides in the last 12 months. And Jonathan Ward's a great special teams player. Yeah. And Connor Williams are your one, two running backs. So right. all all of those guys make the team. So Andy Isabella makes the team. Uh, Greg Dortch makes the team. So the two wide receivers, they both make it. All five running backs make it, and Victor Demukeji ends up making the roster. There was a report earlier today that uh, Lucetta, the linebacker, had made the team. Jesse Lucetta, the linebacker out of Penn State, had made the team, came from a national reporter, so you presume he got that from that player's agent, and then Lucetta ends up getting released. Well, I read the tea leaves there. Uh, Lucetta had been told he made the team. They went out and traded for Trayvon Mullen from the Raiders. And guess whose spot he got? Somebody had to, yeah, Luketa's somebody had spot. to go. So he probably was the last, lost spot. probably the last guy to make it. Um, we'll see, you know, Brew, Brew, there's a chance Brew will end up coming back. We'll see how that works out, but there's a chance that they'll, but then you know, why, they cut why, him now. And, why cut him, why cut him now then? Unless, I mean, once like they said, put someone on IR. Maybe if somebody ends up on IR, he'll end up, you know, he'll end up being, you know, that, that I, I would imagine that, that he will probably still come back. I would expect Bro will be back. Once other moves are made, they put guys on IR and they deal with other stuff, then I think that Bro, I, I, he's their long snapper. I don't think that he's gone. I don't think he's gone. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a kind of a shocker yeah. to see his name up there. Now, also keep in mind that they've got to still bring in another cornerback. So somebody else is going to go as well. They've, they've got to bring it, right? Yeah, they've got ex- to bring in another corner. I expect that they will. I'll expect that. I, I expect that they'll be like it. Whatever this roster is now, there's, there's a chance that, again, with 800 guys being released, there's a chance that the Cardinals will look at a couple of those guys. But you look at that out the outside linebackers, right? Gardak, Sanders, Thomas, Golden, Demu Keiji. Kennard doesn't make it. Lucetta doesn't make it. I think there were three guys battling for one spot. Demu Keiji, Lucetta, and Kennard. I believe we're all battling for one spot. It was easier with the inside linebackers, right? You had Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. You got Nick Vigil. You got Zeke Turner. So, you know, it was easier with the inside guys. But I think Demukeji beat out Lucetta and Kennard to earn that spot. Sure, they're going to be awfully young. They're going to be awfully long. You think about how young they are. Sanders, Thomas, Demukeji. They're pretty young. Kennard was an older guy. He was like 31. But they go with the youth movement right there. And and even in the inside linebackers, right? Zabin's a young guy. Isaiah's a young guy. It's a very, very young linebacking core. That's why you got to get Golden. If Golden is holding in, you got to you got to get him the pay raise he desires and get him on the practice field immediately. Uh, there's, just, I mean, they're 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 so young and so inexperienced. I mean, even Gardek, he's kind of the wily old veteran in the group, and he hasn't played all that much. No. So you're going young now. You decide that the Demukeji has the upside. That that Kennard does not. He he won that job fair and square and in training camp. And you believe that this kid Gardak just turned twenty eight. Yeah, he like, he was twenty seven three weeks ago. Like he just turned twenty eight. Like it's a young group. It's a young group. And even Gardak's playing time here has been mostly obviously special teams. Now, yeah, he had you know, that he, one stretch he with all those sacks. He had, he had the one stretch with all the sacks. But by and large, I mean we're still. You're, you're hoping. That he can be, you know, a, a competent, you know, player in that role. 
playing significant playing time. You still don't know that yet. You have a very small sample size. And then obviously with the with the rookies and and Sanders and Thomas, Thomas played well the other day. But I mean, come on. We don't know if those guys can be a factor on game day. Certainly not earlier in the well, season. They're 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 hoping. They're hoping that they're hoping well, that he does. There's a lot of hope. A lot of hope yeah. going on in that in that defense right now. But that listen, that wasn't going to change no matter what happened today uh, on cutdown day. It's just they've decided, obviously moving on from Kennard, that this that edge rusher is yeah. going to be a, a very young group. And okay, let's let's see what these kids can yeah. do. I'm really not surprised based on the information I was getting that all five running backs made it. I knew Darrell Williams was going to make the team. I know other some people were trying to take one of those running backs out uh, when they were putting their you know final roster spots together. I know a lot of people were put, taking one of the running backs out, but I was kind of told from the beginning five guys, real good chance five guys will make the team. They like all five guys. I think with Keontae, I think they didn't want to try to slip him onto the practice squad. I think that they liked Eno, and I think you know a lot of you didn't see a lot of Darrell Williams. You didn't see a lot of Darrell, but I think people just so they seemed oh. Was so, no, they like him. He's steady. They know what he is. Rock and Roll Hall of Fames, The Who, are heading to the auction pavilion on October 30th for their The Who Hits Back Tour. Tickets go on sale this Thursday at 10 a.m., but you could win a pair now by visiting the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. The Cardinals do make a trade for a cornerback. What type of cornerback are they getting? We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. <laughs> 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. Deep in the pocket. Throws, and he's going to be picked off at the three-yard line. It's Trayvon Mullen who made the big earlier play, and Mullen will be taken down inside the five-yard line. Hi, we uh, we had reported and expected that the Cardinals would make a trade for a cornerback, and they did. They made the trade today. They're trading a 2023 conditional seventh-round pick. It could become a sixth-round pick. They're going to send it to the Las Vegas Raiders in exchange for cornerback Trayvon Mullen. Let's tell you a little bit about Trayvon Mullen. Clemson kid, 2019 second-rounder. He's got 31 starts under his belt. He's 24 years old with good size at six. Two. They've got Rocky Sin and Anthony Everett there, but they don't have a lot of depth, so it's a little surprising that they traded him. He started 10 games as a rookie. He started all 16 games his second year, but last year he only played in five. He had some foot injuries and some toe injuries that kind of limited him. So they, uh, they, the Raiders trade him. The Cardinals have had success trading with the Raiders, right? I mean, you know, they, they, they traded for Carson Palmer. They traded for Rodney Hudson. You Jared, mentioned Jared Veldier. Jared like, Veldier they've yeah. had good success trading with the Raiders. I know that they have been working on a trade for a couple of weeks now. And uh, so when I reported that they were going to trade for a cornerback, I thought it would probably be last week, Thursday or Friday. It actually came down to to today. So um, teams were just really, really waiting. Nobody wanted to trade anybody. You saw the Eagles make a trade for a cornerback today, too. Everybody wanted to wait, make sure nobody else got hurt. You don't want to trade that. You don't want to trade Trayvon Mullen last week, and then Rocky Asin goes down and practice on Saturday. So teams really wanted to wait until today. So that's why you saw the Eagles get a cornerback and the Cardinals get a cornerback. But they get a guy, again, not an older player, but 24 years old with 31 starts under his belt. Talking to my Raiders people, the the line on Mullen is that 
Listen, he was a second-round pick. He came with some pedigree. He was on that great Clemson National Championship defense. He played with Isaiah Simmons. That defense produced five first-round draft picks. Uh, Mullen went in the second round. That all, that all doesn't matter. What has this kid done in the National Football League? And what the, my Raiders people told me is he did flash early, showed a lot of promise, but that flash early kind of it went downhill, for lack of a better way of putting it. Didn't play great at the end of his second year. Last year, missed 12 games, had the toe injury, had the foot injury, just wasn't on the field. And then I think what really maybe caused some friction between Mullen and the organization is that on his Instagram feed, he tweeted out he was having toe surgery in early May. This was a surprise to those who covered the team, and there was some speculation it may have been a surprise to the team itself. So there may have been some friction between player and organization. They get into camp, he goes through a full training camp, and now here we are on the doorstep of the season. The Raiders say, we'd rather have a seventh or sixth round pick than this guy in our cornerback room. But yeah, they obviously liked some of the guys while he was on the pup list. Yeah. You know, they probably looked at some of the guys that they had and they, you know, they liked them. Again, they got two guys in Rocky Austin and Anthony Everett that you know you could pencil them in. Uh, but they had a, you know, a guy named Nate Hobbs. There was a couple of guys that they probably liked and they said, okay, we can move on from him. Let's, now if he's, if he's on the active roster for 10 games, it becomes a sixth round pick. So it's likely if he stays healthy that that's going to turn into a sixth round pick. But look at it, you're the Cardinals. This is the kind of guy you're going to get. I mean, teams aren't going to trade away a premier yeah. corner, even if you're willing to no. give a second or a third round pick. No, but he might be there, but he might be their second cornerback. Like he might start opposite Byron Murphy. And I'm not sure that's a great thing, but but listen, if the kid can play, he can play. Let's find out. Listen, the Cardinals, the Cardinals at this point, we, let's just call it what it is. They're desperate. They're desperate. They're desperate from but a number wanted, standpoint, and they're desperate because of Hamilton's injury. But they, they wanted experience. They wanted they didn't want to get somebody that was a sixth round pick that this year and then got cut. You know, they they wanted to grab somebody that this guy was a second round pick. He played at Kemp. So, you know, you've got Isaiah Simmons that you can go to and you can say, listen, I know. And I talked to Buddha Baker about this a few weeks ago when they were looking at Kevin King. You know, Buddha was calling Kevin and just trying to gauge the interest and everything like that. So, um, you know, I, I, I remember I was I spoke with Buddha about whether they can go get Kevin King because Buddha was pushing them for go to get Kevin King to play corner. They obviously turned their attention elsewhere and they didn't go get him and Robert Alford, I was told Robert Alford just doesn't want to play. You know, that they had an offer out to Robert Alford right from the beginning. He, he would have been, he the been here. Minimum. He would have been here. But uh, he didn't, Joe Hayden, he would have been here. Like, yeah, they didn't like those guys. And I think Alford just, I just don't think that Alford wanted to play. So you go out and you get a player that obviously Isaiah Simmons is familiar with them. You, you obviously scouted him very well. Second round pick, 2019, 24 years old. Bunch of starts under his belt. Couple injuries with the foot and toe. And you see if it can pan out. He's a free agent after this year. So, um, you know, I mean, it's not like you're tied into a massive contract. It's not like he's going to count a whole lot of money on your cap. It's probably only a couple million bucks that it's going to count on your cap. Listen, they had to do something. This they is have the, had to. This is what they decided to do. This is the guy. Fingers crossed he can play. Because this is a team that's trying to make the playoffs, remember. I mean, obviously, we know that. We live here. We want the Cardinals to do well. You know, they're not technically pulling Mullen off the street, but they're basically taking a cornerback that the Las Vegas Raiders didn't feel that they needed to have. And they're taking him for a seventh or sixth round pick. So now you're hoping on this guy in, in a couple weeks is going to be out there helping you win a football game against the Chiefs. And then the Raiders, by the way. And then Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, and the Rams.
Like they need him right away mm. to be up to speed. We we talked about you know them going to get a guy from a team they're going to play early yesterday, and they did. We talked about espionage. That. Yeah, could they get somebody that might be able? Look, they were looking for the best player that they could get. They were they were looking for the best player, right. and this is a guy that they you know they obviously like. Now listen, this is like. You're not going to get an A as a trade grade. They didn't, they didn't just go, you know, get a future Hall of Famer here. What they got is a player with experience that's going to come. And if he's healthy, you know, if the foot and the toe are healthy, and I, you know, I think that they are now, they've got a guy that might be able to slide in next to Byron Murphy and play. And that's what they wanted, right? They they needed somebody that could be a top three cornerback for them. This guy can do that. He could be a top. Now, how good he is as a top three cornerback? Look, we don't even know how good Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson are. Or Antonio Hamilton is top cornerbacks. Like this is what they have. We, don't, yeah. but this guy very likely could slide in opposite Byron Murphy as a starting cornerback, and then you've got Marco Wilson and Antonio Hamilton as your three, four, and then maybe they still go out there and they get somebody else to be their five. They got a guy. They got a guy. He's six two, two hundred, which is big for a corner. He's got good size. Yeah, he has picked off Patrick Mahomes in the past. Happened in two thousand twenty. We heard it coming in from break. Why not do it again? Do it again. I All mean, right, Trayvon Mullen, let's go. I mean, good pedigree from Clemson. And what that means, I mean, you would think that he's got a, you know, he was coached well. He was good enough to be a second-round pick. And, man, the thing with the Raiders thing, the thing that just stands out is, man, right from the get-go, he started 10 games as a rookie, played in all 16. Started all 16 games the next year. And then last, for some reason, he just fell out of favor last year because he got hurt with the foot and the toe. Yeah, he wasn't on the field. He got hurt. He wasn't on the field. Listen, he, no, five you're Five games. He started he, five games. He played for arguably the best defensive coordinator in college football. He, he actually won a couple national championships. He had a bigger role in the 2008 National Championship. That defense was loaded, by the way, led by Isaiah Simmons. Uh, Cleeton Farrell was a, a part of that defense too. And they walloped Alabama in the championship game. And in that championship game, the defensive MVP for Clemson? Trayvon Mullen. Trayvon Mullen. Trayvon Mullen, the defensive MVP. So there's some, there, listen, there's some ability there. There's some pedigree. You hope that what he couldn't put together in the last 12 months in Las Vegas... He can put it together. Time's here. good at trades. Like, you know, we can question the draft. We can question his drafts, but he's good at trades. Like, I think everybody kind of agrees. What do you think of Steve Kime with his draft? Uh, what do you think about his trade? Trades are good. Trades are good. Like, that balances it out. He's been good at making trades. So I know a lot of people don't like his drafts. I get it. But the trades, he's always been able to make good trades. The Arizona Diamondbacks have picked up the option on Tory Lovello for next season. We'll tell you about that and what it means. And uh, get we'll hear from Tory Lovello next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. It is a Ruby Tuesday. That's right. It's a Ruby Tuesday. And for that, we turn our Twitter poll over to Eric Ruby. Sanderson Ford sponsors our Twitter poll. They're on 51st Avenue in Glendale. And they've got new inventory arriving daily. And they've got that big Labor Day sales event going on. You can go online at SandersonFord.com. What is the latest update two hours after we broke it out, Eric? and Gambo need-to-know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. It's in my contract. I'm not legally allowed to speak until the sounder hits. That's yeah. the only time. Wasn't so. really, that wasn't really professionally done right. Like That would be like a five on a scale. Of I, I was going to give it some leeway because you said so many great things about Sanderson Ford, you know, yeah. but if we have to hit the sounder, I'll hit the sounder. Yeah. Shouldn't you bump in with the song Ruby Tuesday when it's Ruby Tuesday? 
Yeah, I mean, maybe, I, maybe, maybe that'll something? be your production note for or, next or week. Or have you guys not ever heard of that song? <laughs> They're looking at me like, I don't think they have. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I hear the song every Tuesday. Some, <laughs> I, I, saw, this was, I, I saw that um, when the Cardinals were in Tennessee, they came out to A Horse With No Name. Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah, I saw that. You, did you see that? I saw that. I thought they of you. They came out of the tunnel for the Titans game, and Tennessee, they were playing I've Been Through the Desert on a Horse With No Name. I don't know what that has to do with the Cardinals. Desert? A desert? That's all it has to do. That's what they got. There's no horse. There's not a horse with no name. The creativity out of the Titans game people is spellbinding. I mean, America's (laughs) not selling out State Farm Stadium. I saw him in Mesa a couple weeks ago. So, but they did come out to a horse with no name. All right, Eric, what is our what is our latest Twitter Unfortunately, poll? Unfortunately, it's not about America because I know you'd be the most excited about that Twitter poll, but it is about I, the Arizona Cardinals, Gambo. I love that band. I do love that band. <laughs> they finally made that trade you were talking about, trading for a cornerback in Trayvon Mullen. So do you feel the way that the roster is right now, post-cuts, post-trade, that they're week one ready? You've got three options. Option number one is absolutely week one ready. Option number two, Almost. One or two more moves and you're there. Option number three, not even close. More than two moves need to be made. Option two, one or two more moves. One or two more moves to get ready. Ringer? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go option. I'm going to go option two as well. But like I said earlier, I'm a little concerned that you're still trying to find prominent players to help you win that Chiefs game a week and a half before the Chiefs game talking about a guy like Trayvon Mullen. Like, like you're like you're not just adding some depth guys at the back end of that 53. Like we need guys to help us play in that game. It wasn't like a star got traded. Do you think Devon Kennard's a quality player? Uh the, the production that he had is he, here is he quality? I mean veterans, good can he help somebody? Uh I listen, the production that Devon Kennard had while he was here, no I would answer. say no. I would you say, say no. no. I say no. I mean do you do you look at any of the players that were cut by the Cardinals, Jesse Lucetta, Victor Bolden Jr., anybody? Uh James Wiggins, Jace Whitaker, and say that 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 player could help another team? No? No, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Do you? Do you? I, I mean, is, yeah, sure. I, I think there's sure, sure. I think there's three or okay. four guys there that could probably help somebody. I mean, well, if they can help somebody, I mean, they, 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 they weren't good enough to help the Cardinals. But they, you know, one man's so, look, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah, <laughs> no, most of the time, one man's trash is another man's trash. Okay, but for a team, most that, of the okay, time, for a team that needs cornerbacks, if Jace Whitaker goes and helps somebody else, and the Cardinals just made another bad decision, <laughs> what they do with Russell uh, Douglas? That and that was a that's what I mean by another so bad decision. Some teams make bad decisions. Russell yeah. Douglas was here last year. They let him go. He ends up being he ends up being really good for the Packers. Like right. it happens. It no, happens. But I don't have to like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying you don't have to. But I'm saying is that of 32 teams in the league, right, there's mean, a lot of te- a lot of teams make cutdowns. You don't think there's some players in there that can help the Cardinals out of all the players? You take a look at every team and who they cut. You don't think there's a couple of players that can help the Cardinals? Oh, I'm sure there might be. They're right there. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm, 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 saying. I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, like, am I solid on the roster yeah. going into week one? No, I'm a little nervous I'm right not reinventing the wheel here. I'm just saying there's a couple oh. of guys that can help. Right. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you're talking about week one against the Chiefs, and they're still tinkering with the front end of the I roster. I don't know. You, you probably <laughs> had to go to bed early last night and didn't even watch the Diamondback game. My <laughs> favorite Twitter yeah. poll update tradition now yeah. is that you two just go at each other after we give the question. <laughs> had, it doesn't had, matter what I had it families is. last night tweeting pictures. Hey, man, I'm here with my kids on a school night. Oh, my God. 
start with me again. Yeah, I had don't to be, even uh, start with me I'm again. I'm not going to say the Twitter poll results before we go down this road again. 60% of people agree with you guys, say they need one or two more pieces. 26.1% say they're not even close, leaving only 13.9% thinking the Cardinals are ready for week one. All right, there's your, there's your poll. Now, that poll question stays up for about 24 hours. You can go online at the Burns and Gamble page on Twitter to go take a look at that. Let's talk some Tori Lovello. He gets a, he, not a contract. I spoke with the Dimebacks today just to kind of see about it. Now, they, they decided to make this decision. Now, they didn't give him like a three-year contract because it's still going to end up being three straight losing seasons. They wanted to see how he integrated the young players, if he gave them an opportunity. They wanted to see if he embraced the young guys and the youth movement, and he did. He embraced the youth movement. He integrated the young players. And so in the end, they decided that this is the way that they they wanted to go. Um, and they, so they pick up the option for Tory Lovello. He will be back as the manager of this team next year. Now, again, they didn't give him an extent. They didn't like give him a new contract. So we're going to be in the same spot next year. And the simple reason being is that, you know, win losses do matter. And this will be three straight losing seasons. <laughs> If he kept him after last year, I did not see a scenario in which he would not be back after this year. Look, I mean, the team with the marked improvement after last year, it would have been hard not to have improvement after last year. But not only has the club trended up from 2021, Gamble, but they've actually trended up during the 2022 season. In fact, we talked to Tori about this when he was on with us at 245. They are playing a much crisper, uh, sharper brand of baseball even since May. And a lot of that is because they flipped the roster a little bit and there's different guys playing and some older guys have been moved up. But Tori, listen, I mean, listen, the reaction on Twitter has been mixed. Let's be honest. A lot of fans think it's you're settling for mediocrity to bring a manager back who, you know, as you say, it'll be three straight losing seasons. But at the end of the day, you, you look at what Tori Lovello has done with this particular club. You stuck with them after last year. I, I mean, it just seems to, it's almost common sense that if you give them, if you, if you stick with them after last year, the job he's done this year, you give him another year. And then we'll, he's the all-time winningest manager in club history. I'm not sure people know that. I mean, so, you know, the guy, the, the guy, the, there's some attributes there that the club likes. He's a, he's, and he's a good dude. He's a good dude. They and, play and, hard. Look at last they night. They're down 7 nothing. They came back to win the baseball game. They play hard. They haven't quit on him at all. Um, they've won, what is it now, five games in a row that they won. They swept the White Sox. They beat a good Phillies team last night that's that's trying to make the playoffs. Like, they are playing hard. And they fight. They fight. And they'll, be 20, they'll probably finish about 25 games better than they did last year. I just, like I said, I, I understand why some fans might be like, hey, listen, you got to be kidding me. But again, I go back to, listen, you kept the guy after last year. Of course you're going to keep him after this year. And give him another year. I mean, what sense would that make? I mean, after the team trends up and they're playing actually decent baseball here into September, then you're going to fire the guy now? Especially when you got such a young core group now that he's kind of embraced and they've embraced him? Of course you give him another year. Yeah, so he gets another, Tori Lovello gets another year. I don't have the cut list in front of me, Mitch, but we do have a cut from Tori Lovello talking about getting that contract extended, that contract picked up. Um, about it. Uh, it. It, you know, first from, from from Ken to Derek to Mike, the faith they've shown in me and continue to show in me means the world to me. And, uh, you know, I want to take this organization to the next level and I want to be the manager of this ball club uh, forever. We have a lot of really exciting 
getting things on its way, on their way. Uh, and you saw that come out last night with Corbin, and it's yeah. been happening all year long with other players. But I'm honored by this, and I want to I want to do everything I possibly can daily to go out and help this team uh, get to that level that that uh, all of us want to get to. All right, so there's Tori. We get to the level that we want to get to. He's honored. He wanted to stay with the D-backs. Now, again, you'll be in the same spot next year, and I think there'll be more pressure to to win more games. But they picked up, you know, last year they gave him an extension. They gave him a one-year contract. They did not want to give him a long-term contract because it was a terrible year, but they didn't blame him for it. And this year they just decided, okay, let's just keep this going. We kind of, kind of like where we're at, but they don't have to commit to a three- or four-year deal. They don't have to. They just pick up the option. They give him another year. I don't think he minds at all at this point. Like, you know, he wants to be the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He wants to manage these kids. I honestly think the kids have rejuvenated him. I think they've given him a new lease on life. I really do. Having Alec Thomas and Varsho and McCarthy and uh, now Corbin Carroll and Tommy Henry, I I think it's kind of... Put some fresh, you know, from fresh, fresh blood in Tori Lovello. Yeah, he's fifty-seven years old. Listen, I it's I think it's pretty obvious if there's not discernible progress again next year, or Lord forbid, the team takes a significant step back, then there probably will be a change, and that's why the organization is going with a series of one-year extensions and not. Three years because they don't, and, and because they don't have to, right? right? They exactly. don't have to. They just pick up now. Again, I mean, if you get to this point next year, and Tori's going to be the manager of the year, you could give him an extension, or he could play it out and say, "I want to go somewhere else." I don't think he's going to do it. The relationship him and Mike Hazen have, the way they work together really well, he likes it here. Uh, him and his wife Kristen have a great life. They like it. They're happy. Of like they want to be here. Of course, this is a great place to live. And let me tell you something. After they stuck with him after last year and some years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be damned if he's going to have a good year next year and start threatening to leave. I mean, I know money always talks from a bigger city, but I, I would, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would would jump ship no. after they stuck with him throughout some lean years. No, absolutely. All of a sudden he's going to start dangling. Well, you know, listen, I want to... I think it's the right move. I think bringing him back for another year is the right move. You didn't have to give him a three-year deal. You've got an option. Pick up the option. You don't have to tie yourself into three or four years. Let's see how it goes next year. But I think he deserved with the... As hard as this team plays, and I don't blame, like, I don't blame the fact that Mark Melanson and and Ian Kennedy can't get anybody out on him. I don't blame Madison Bumgarner can't get anybody out on him. These are just guys that aren't... If these guys had played better, this team would probably be in playoff contention. All right, there were other cuts in the NFL, not just Cardinal players. We'll tell you who some of them are. Some uh, prominent former Cardinals got cut today. We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Take you up till six o'clock tonight. Get you ready for the D-backs. Zach Allen on the mound tonight. He's got that scoreless inning streak. He's been pitching really well. He is. Uh, well, I do question whether Madison Bumgarner is going to be in this rotation next year. Like, what do you do? Like, can you, can't count on him. Oh God, next year. I mean, I'm just, I mean, next I'm year, twenty three million dollars a month. Um, no, like, I don't think he should be. Lavelle said he's going to give him the ball in five days. Going to give him the ball in five he days. He's going to take him. He said he he wants to. He wants to. Right. You're Does the only one would. that wants to. By the way, <laughs> nobody else wants to. Yes. There's a lot of things I want. to Madison do. Bumgarner yes, may yeah. not want you to give him the ball in five days the way he's been pitching. He's been freaking awful. All right, let's get to some of the other NFL cuts that that happened today. Some prominent names. A couple of former Cardinals quarterbacks were cut today. 
yesterday. Let's start with Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen was cut by the Cardinals. He got beat out by Dobbs. So that is the 16 that he is being. So here's Josh Rosen. Cardinals had him. Then he spent time with the Dolphins, the Bucks, the 49ers, the Falcons, and the Browns. This guy was drafted 10th overall in 2018. He's been on six teams. The next team Josh Rosen is on is the seventh. The biggest question is, is will there be another opportunity? Does Josh Rosen get another opportunity or is that it? At some point it has to end. At some point, he at has some to. some point, it has it to. Has, at some Teams point, have to be like, you know what, dude? You just you're not you're not an NFL quarterback. Is that time now? I I I I think it is. If you're another team, because early on you can always make excuses why maybe he failed yeah. and it wasn't his fault. But when you get now to what would be Team Seven, like what would possibly make you think that the previous six failures were not? Because Josh Rosen can't play quarterback in this league. I mean, he can't earn a job as a backup. Nine mistakes were made ahead of me, and I'll make sure over the next decade or so that they all know that they made a mistake. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Right now, there's six teams that have made a mistake. Can we get to nine teams that have made a mistake? By nine teams that made a mistake by grabbing them. Um, no, it's been incredible. I'm looking at a story in the New York Post. It says Browns cut Josh Rosen after one month as sad career arc continues. Now, obviously, he could probably go play in another league like he may end up somewhere. What's it they got the USFL or the XFL, or the Canadian Football League, because that's where he may end up. So Josh Rosen cut today by the Browns. You know, I, I, I'm trying to think back. A lot of Cardinal fans and even us in the media excused his rather awful rookie season because he was a rookie and the Cardinals had so many other coaching and personnel issues. Rosen was always pretty good at the media, Gambo. I mean, I know you're here in the studio every day, so you can't get out to the facility that, that much as, as much as you would like to. But Rosen was always pretty, he's generous with his time. He was a polite kid, a nice kid. But I wonder what he was like in the locker room. Like, I wonder what guys thought of him. You know, because at the end of the day, now, he was a rookie that really struggled on a bad team with a coach that had basically lost the yeah. team. Remember they had to fire the offensive coordinator? Like halfway through oh, the season, oh, I remember. You had to yeah, fire I know, the, the offensive Mike, coordinator. The Mike, the Mike McCoy situation. It was terrible. Sam so Bradford fell apart, and you know the Cardinals still believed in him. I mean, Mike Bidwell, even as late as November, December of that year, was talking about they, hey, we got our franchise quarterback. We're in good shape. We're going to be all right. Would they pay Sam Bradford fifteen million bucks for like three games, something like that? Eighteen right? million dollars. Fifteen, eighteen million dollars for like three games. He's not the only one cut. Chris Strebler, who had one of the greatest preseasons ever, completed like seventy five percent of his passes five touchdowns. He gets cut by the Buffalo Bills. So Chris Strebler who had a great... Jets. By the Jets. Excuse Jets. me, the Jets. The Jets cut Chris Strebler. I had one of the... I had, I had as a New York team. Um, so Chris Strebler cut after a great preseason. He led Chris, the team in rushing. He, I think the Jets were unbit everything. Nobody was better than him as a quarterback in the Listen, all that Nobody. T- all that tells me is that he was cut before the preseason games began. He said, tough business, so thankful for the opportunities this preseason. This is just an, just another step in the journey. The work and the mindset don't change. 27 years old, appeared in seven games for the Cardinals in from in 2020 and 2021. And it was going to be, be an uphill climb to make the roster. You got Zach Wilson. You got Joe Flacco. You got Mike White. He was going to have to beat out one of those guys. He did not beat anybody else. Out. But maybe he like he may like I could see him ending up somewhere. I don't see Rosen ending up somewhere. I could see somebody wanting Strebler even on a practice squad. 
But I don't see Rose. Like, I would be surprised if Rosen gets another chance. Strebler, I think, because of how well he played, well, probably deserves a chance to be on a, at least somebody's practice squad. Strebler at least brings some sort of unique NFL skill set to the table. He can put his head down and run over somebody for a few yards. He's a quarterback that you can run the football with. That Taysom Hill kind of package that has always been talked about, but it's never really materialized with Strebler. What does Josh Rosen, what, what, what does he bring to the table? I mean, clearly, clearly nothing. Just the pedigree of a former UCLA quarterback that was taken tenth overall in a draft, and there's a lot of times you think, ah, I saw he was taken tenth overall. He must be pretty good, and it just hasn't worked out. Well, he's tall, and he's got a good arm, and he was highly rated in, in high school, and he, he led a big comeback against Texas A&M. I mean, that's that's pretty much what he's got. Joey going, Harrington, what he's Kelly got Smith. Just go, how many quarterbacks can we name that were in the top ten that just that that bombed out and didn't make it? Kansas City releases Josh Gordon, who was great for Cleveland uh, quite a few years ago. He's been trying to get his career back on track. He's been suspended like a dozen times. Eagles trade for the Saints cornerback Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. That's a team that the Cardinals are going to be competing with, I think, for a playoff spot. The Eagles trade for a defensive back. O.J. Howard, cut by the Bills, a former first-round pick. Sony Michelle, the running back, cut by the Dolphins. Duke Johnson, the running back, cut by the Bills. Again, just going to show you that these running backs, man, you can... You can you know, find them, Gambo. These, you can find them all over the place. Them. 27-year-old, 28-year-old running backs, good running backs, getting caught. Just teams just, I think that they prefer to pay a, uh, pay a younger guy than pay an older guy. Yeah, and that's why, you know, these thoughts that you hear from different Cardinals people, like, hey, maybe you can trade one of these running backs for a cornerback. Like, no. Teams can find an NFL running back. I mean, they can literally they can go. Yeah, you out. Can, Duke Johnson and Sony Michelle right. are available. They're go, good veteran backs. Somebody can go grab out, one of those guys. Right, you go out your back door and find one in your backyard. There, there's a quality NFL running back. I yeah. mean, they're just all over the place. So that's cut down day for you. <laughs> just for a lot of former Cardinals that were cut. I think did Tony, Tony Jefferson got cut too. I think by the Ravens, right? Did he? I mean, did Tony Jefferson get cut? Did that come out? Yeah, TJ. So yeah. TJ was cut by the so lots of former Cardinals looking uh, good, at the good, good career right though now. for Tony Jefferson. Uh, that for I think he was an undrafted, I love TJ. undrafted I love TJ. kid out of Oklahoma. Went on ever that was a if, if this is the end for him that's a that's a heck of an NFL big career. Suns fan too loves the Phoenix Suns. Big Suns fan, TJ. <laughs> All right, big debut last night at Chase Field. Uh, the first of many hits, I expect, for Corbin Carroll. He had a big two-run double, broke a 7-7 tie, and uh, a lot of people there, friends and family, to watch him. The debut of Corbin Carroll, we'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.